Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good whatever time of day you're listening to this. Welcome to episode seven of Less Rock, More Talk. Nailed it on the first try. We are excited to be here. We are excited for you to welcome us into your earbuds, and we've got a momentous show for you today, Uh, a show that is... uh, so exciting that uh, our guest today got mad at me for the playlist, but we'll introduce her later. Uh, first off, we want to thank our sponsors, stamps.com and beefjerky.net, your one-stop online resource for all your beef jerky needs. And now they've got Various, it's beefjerky.net. They bought that domain name back in the 90s. But they sell so many different kinds of jerky. They sell salmon jerky. They sell elk jerky. They sell uh, pork jerky. They sell, did I say salmon jerky, Nick? Yeah. Chicken jerky, vegan jerky. It's your one-stop online resource for buying cured, dried, salted meats beefjerky.net check them out use the promo code nick robes <laughs> for five percent off your first order at beefjerky.net and i think beef jerky is a very a very appropriate sponsor for today's show because i think most of the acts on this list their diets consist primarily of beef jerky it's a big jerky eating group of artists that we have should I, in, Nick? Should I introduce you, you first, or th- discuss the week that we're doing first? Uh, you. Can what do you think? What, you're you're the podcasting expert. I mean, you can you can let me in on this. Okay, I'll let you in on this. <laughs> our 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 guest, or not our guest, our co-host, our producer is the founder of the Nick Robes Podcast Network, Nick Robes. That's me. Uh, I did just check out beefjerky.net just to make sure what would happen if somebody did actually go there. <laughs> We're safe. Okay. <laughs> it's not nothing too gross? No, no. There's no giant schlongs going to jump out at you. No, that's what uh, it's- That's a- what you were hoping for? It's an actual website. <laughs> You're winking. I'm winking. It doesn't show it does, up. It doesn't show up, but Nick can- uh, Yeah. I'm winking. Beefjerky.net. Use the promo code Nick Robes for 5% <laughs> off your first order. Um, but, uh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I want, I want to thank you for welcoming me, welcoming me into your ears, uh, uh, right now. I mean, I'm talking to you. And I want to thank you for thanking me. <laughs> it's been a pleasure working for you for the past six episodes. Yeah. I hope this episode, it doesn't, uh, doesn't, uh, cause any there's no rift gonna happen. The, yeah, no we're gonna get, like by the end of this episode. Hopefully, we don't get into phys- break into physical fisticuffs. It's a pretty aggressive playlist. Yeah, I so wonder... maybe the music will get us jacked up. But Ooh, uh, yo, Jesus, maybe not. Um, knowing as little about it as I do, I might get jacked up. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'm wondering. I'm glad Keith isn't here. Keith would get jacked yo, up. He'd be so jacked up, and he's not very large. So him being jacked up would be remarkable like we would throw him in the dryer yeah set him on t- just set to it on cool tumble. him off <laughs> yeah uh, uh not a typical place to do that but i wonder if anybody's ever walked it up to dido and she's like offered them something and they've been like i want to thank you <laughs> 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 like with that i'm sure she hears that at least 
multiple times a day. Yeah, well, I mean, like, Alec Baldwin has said, like, the amount of times people walk up to him in New York and are like, coffee is for closers, and he's just like, we get it, yeah. you know? Uh, I, I just wonder, like, who would recognize Dido in this That's street? That's true, Dido's probably not. And just not be like, like, I want to thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, Dido looks like just a generic, like, middle-aged British woman. Yeah, she like was I, in the stand video, right? That is Dido? Yes. Great. Should we introduce our guest? Yes, let's uh <laughs> let's introduce our guest and we'll discuss this on the week. note of Eminem's Stan. <laughs> not um, a mainstream rock song. No, not quite. Um our guest this week is uh one of my favorite comedians and people in the Portland main area, which is where we record this podcast. If you haven't been able to surmise from the first six episodes, I don't think we talk about local references too much. You have you? Oh, that's true. I've I talked about Deering Center and yeah. said yeah, where like I live, where we. Basically. I like describe Nick's the, the physical location of his house. I give the GPS coordinates. Yeah. I invite people over. Yeah, 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 tell people to bring 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 ketamine over to Nick Robes' house. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get in a K hole together. It's gonna be great. <laughs> But uh, this guest, he's one of my favorite comedians and people, not just in Portland, Maine, just in general. Mm. Top 25 people. Ooh. Maybe top 15. Sick. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. You're Michaela like... Tepler, everybody. Thank you, Connor. The Hello. Portland Comedy Co-op's own. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Portland Comedy Co-op's own. Uh, you're definitely my top 100. <laughs> you made the I'm top hundred. Well, but like I... I I have more friends than you, right? You have, yeah. Where does Macaulay Culkin fall? Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, is he in the top hundo? Like, top five of my sexual awakenings. Mm, All right. No, actually- Where does smacked his face and went, ah! No, I take that back. Okay, I don't like. I didn't like Macaulay Culkin when I was younger. Mm, my like, girl didn't do anything. I for like you. Macaulay Culkin now. Okay, he's at a Lizzo concert the other night. Of course he was. He was Good dancing. For him. Yeah. She introduced him to the stage. I saw Kiernan and Rory Culkin at a bar in New York. Oh, nice. Yeah, not as exciting as Macaulay, but it's no. still like it is like still a Culkin. Yeah, <laughs> multiple Culkins actually. Do you think that there's anyone out there? Multi Culkins. <laughs> Do you think there's anyone out there who's fucked all three Culkin brothers? No. No, because I feel like they don't run in enough circles for like one person to like be able to infiltrate those circles. Like I feel like they're seeing each other maybe on a couple holidays every other year. What? No, I think no. they're close. Kieran, Kieran, Kieran and Rory Kieran. were hanging out at the bar. Yeah, well, Kieran and Rory fine, like a year, but Macaulay? Ago. I think Macaulay's, Macaulay's a little bit older. Macaulay's bitter. He's it's- so bitter with his dad stealing his money. Okay, but he like dated Mila Kunis for ten years. So. Did he really? Yeah. yeah, I missed that one. They like were engaged for a yeah, while they're... too. I think after uh, uh, Ashton. Before what? She's she's with Ashton Kutcher now. Oh, that's awkward. But also before Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Welcome to Celebrity Talk. <laughs> well, Ashton Kutcher was big in two thousand four. That's the year we're counting down. A yeah. big week in two thousand four. Assuming Dude, where's my car? Came out. <laughs> no, that was actually two thousand two thousand one. This was like. Him banging Demi Moore era Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Oh yeah, the when there was like that butterfly effect. The first oh, woman who ever babysat movie. me was the personal assistant for Demi Moore for like five years, and uh, she uh, she had a lot of stories about how. Um, so Ashton lived in the house, and uh, like Bruce Willis came over for dinner like once a week, and it would just be this kind of like weird. 
21st century family get-together of just like, these are my kids. Hello, younger man. Let's all sit down for dinner. Hmm. Uh, look, could I do it? Probably. I'm that woke. Yeah, I could do it. 21st century? Yeah, I'm 21st century. Yeah. I don't have a lot of jealousy issues. You know who did? Jim Blossoms. Jim Blossoms. <laughs> I feel like the Jim oh, Blossoms. Oh, Jim. I thought you said Jim Blossoms for a second. <laughs> yeah, old Jim and I Blossoms. Was like, I was like, hey, jealousy in my head. Yeah, right. You got there eventually. No, yeah. I got there before, but I heard Jim Blossoms. Yeah, right. And not Jim. Mm. I just didn't connect the two. So what are we here to do, Connor? So what we're here to do, if uh, this is your first uh, episode listening, welcome. Uh, less rock, more talk is a look at the Billboard rock charts, both alternative and mainstream rock charts, from the years 1981, which is when the Billboard mainstream rock charts started, till the year 2012. I picked that year because that was the last year before Spotify and uh, Apple Music were the primary methods that people listen to music, and they changed the way people listen to music. And it's just pretty arbitrary. I don't really want to count down these rock charts from after 2012. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, yeah, each week we take a diff- uh, look back at a different week in the history of music, or just in the his. Sometimes I pick weeks in the history of life. Well, they're all his. Mu- I do love that novel title in the the history history of life. Of life. Just major events, not just the music. Dave Eggers in the history of life. (laughs) I've been compared to Dave Eggers quite a bit, Nick. (laughs) What? (laughs) Believe it or not, I get a lot of people are like, Connor McGrath is the Dave Eggers of Portland, Maine. I've read the first chapter of Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius. Oh, yeah. And it was nothing like Connor. (laughs) (laughs) I I get, uh, weirdly, multiple times I've gotten Barry Gibb recently. (laughs) Yeah, Barry Gibb, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's, yeah. Which, as far as the Gibbs are concerned, I'm happy that I got that one. (laughs) Yeah, because Robin Gibb. Um, Yeah. Maurice Gibb, you'd have, Maurice you'd, yeah. Gibb, I don't know right? What any Bald of the thing. Gibbs look like the uh, Bee Gees? Yeah. Oh, you know what the Bee Gees look like? Yeah. Vaguely. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. But they yeah, if like Nick me, was wearing but, like a white yeah. leisure suit, it'd be right. like, yeah, I could. I was like, yeah, Barry Gibb. Like, I wouldn't take. I was just. How deep is your love? Cause we're living in a world of breaking us down when we are just yeah, falsetto's not quite as good as Barry Gibbs. Nope, nope. But my beard is on. But your beard is. Beaches, 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 beaches. Nailed it. Sick. <laughs> so uh, this week we are looking back at October thirtieth, two thousand and four, the last week of October two thousand four, and this was what was on top of the Billboard Alternative Rock charts. Damn! In October thirtieth, two thousand four, this is the first time we've looked back at the alternative charts. Um, the alternative charts started in September tenth, nineteen eighty eight. They kind of like. Uh, docu- it was kind of to count the charts down for at the time it was like college rock stations mm-hmm. college rock with like the Pixies R-E-M. and R.E.M. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but eventually around 93, 94 the, that alternative rock kind of became the mainstream but at this point 
You live long enough to see yourself become the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, alternative rock was very different than it was in 1988 or even in 10 years earlier. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. I do have, uh, just for fun, uh, I have 12 celebrities born in uh, 2004. Mm. And uh, just really quick. 15. One, two of them are TikTok stars. Of course. Uh, One, two, three. Three, three of them are YouTube stars. Oh my god! Uh, there's a dancer, some TV people. Ooh, who's the dancer? Mackenzie Ziegler. Ziegler, yes, Mackenzie. Great. Uh, the the only people that I know off of this are Millie Bobby Brown. Okay. And Noah Schnapp, first both from Stranger Things. Right. Oh. Will. Fuck Byers. Stranger Things, so, you know. Jesus. Those kids don't even remember what punk was like at the peak of its popularity. Yeah, right? Uh, they were literally <laughs> born after 9-11. Uh, yeah, literally. Like, like high school graduates yeah. now are born after, after 9-11. 9/11. Like, like 9-11 to them would be like the Kennedy assassination for us. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. like the fall of the Berlin Wall for me. Oh, I don't remember it that well, I'll be honest. I don't have any conscious memories. <laughs> yeah. But actually, that's actually an episode coming up. Great. So, Spoiler foreshadowing. Alert. Talking communism. Talking, yeah. <laughs> Less communism, more rock. <laughs> and it's all just, what's that guy? Why am I blanking on his name? Knight Gorbachev? No. David, David Hasselhoff. It's all oh, just David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. I've been looking for a freedom. <laughs> as if it's since I left my home. I don't know the rest of it, but he's wearing a light light up jacket and a piano scarf on the Berlin Wall, pumping his fist. New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty nine. Jesus, yeah, Mr. Gorbachev, come tear down this wall. Uh, well, so this is October October thirtieth, two thousand four. I picked Halloween this week. time. Halloween time. Uh, presidential election was coming up the year after Bush versus Kerry. Ooh. Oh yikes! Another yeah. yeah. Bad times. This part two thousand four was not. A great year. God, I remember. I remember uh, after I voted, coming back home and turning on the TV, and Green Day comes on Don't for Rock the American Vote. Idiot. Yeah, American Idiot definitely came out around this time, and like they were talking about, uh, uh, it, they were part of Rock the Vote, and they basically were just like, "Vote Carrie," and it was like, "I did." Carrie yeah, died. and then Talk that about happened. Boring, unelectable candidates. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. The big thing was uh, whether you were voting for Bush with a picture of him with a chainsaw chopping a tree that had already fallen or uh, John Kerry windsurfing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the two big Daddy. pictures. Yep. And then he also tried to order Swiss cheese on a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Who did? John Kerry. John Kerry. He went to like oh. one of the cheesesteak spots in no, Philly and I was feel- like, can I get Swiss on this? And they were like... They said no to him in a comical Philly accent. Where was John Kerry from? Massachusetts. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this was the rock charts of the week. The Red Sox won the World Series for the first hey. time in 86 years. Oop, I remember Pick that. that. That was a very distinct memory. I watched that with my dad and uh, my younger brother and my mom. And my dad said, if the Red Sox ever win the World Series, I'm going to run around the street in my underwear, which he did. He, Steve McGrath lived up nice. to the promise. He's, he dropped trow and he ran around Clinton Street screaming. Down Hunt? Did he yeah, down he went, Hunt? yeah, I think, no, I think he <laughs> went down Florence, like looped down a hunt a little bit, then uh, didn't make it to 302. Back down a hunt. No, no, he didn't go too far. It's like late October, so uh, I'll be honest, I had school canceled the next day. 
the day after the Red Sox oh, won the World you're from Series. from Massachusetts, right? New Hampshire. Okay, well. Yeah. Were you in college when the Red... Nope. Oh. I, was, I was in... Uh, this would have been my beginning of my senior year. Uh, yeah. I had school canceled. We didn't... Yeah, we didn't uh, get school canceled, definitely, because it was like... Yeah, it was like a, the game was on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Mm. I remember after the Red Sox lost the year before in the ALCS, the day after we had a big pep rally, and it was the saddest... <laughs> pep rally ever i don't i've never seen like a group of people be sadder until uh the day after trump got elected because yeah, it was just everybody that. after that game was just like that day was just like it's funny <sighs> like between the patriots and the socks like are like people in like madison wisconsin going that crazy for the cubs like is there anything as big as the phenomenon of having to be a New England fan. No, I mean they're at yes. I mean I've been to Well, I get it. You're sleepy, but like you've also you've also lived through this. Like I'm yeah, not even into sports. I've been yeah. I've been to but, Pittsburgh. Like the Midwest, there's they're pretty crazy. Like Pittsburgh, it was just the first round of the playoffs and everybody was Philly? like Philly? Are you kidding me? Yeah. They actually have teams. Yeah. Maine doesn't have a team. Well, We're yeah. rooting for Boston. Okay. The Patriots are the New England Patriots, right. Bob. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady Get really right. speaks for fucking yep. Machias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Millinocket loves is, Larry Bird. I, I bet there's someone up in Machias and they're like, Tom Brady and his Boston values. <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't represent That's the crazy. It's pretty nuts, uh, but uh, before but, the sports talk puts Michaela in a coma, yeah. yep. let's get to, we'll do some of the peripherals going on October 30th, 2004. Of course, the Red Sox won a couple days before that. Great. Um, number one Hot 100 pop single on October 30th, 2004 was Usher and Alicia Keys, My Boo. That's not it when we were younger, you were mine. Don't remember that my one. Boo. I, was I barely remember it. It seems like it's one I would remember because it's like Usher and Alicia Keys. That's a pretty iconic duo. I don't know if I know any Usher. No, no, yeah. Yeah, I was like the biggest hit of 2004. Oh, with like, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, these are my confessions. Just when I said all I can say, you're gonna say that you got one on the way. Every time I think of Usher, I think, I think, uh, uh, how he gave a woman an STD and got sued over it. No, I think the band with Andre 3000 pops into my head instead. Uh, Outcast? Outcast. Outcast. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Big boy. They're both from Atlanta, right? And they're okay. both black, yeah. so I guess that's why Nick. Gets All them. three of them. Yeah. <laughs> what else does Usher? Uh, Confessions. Yeah. You make me wanna. That's like the old. Ooh, oh, I've seen yeah. him dance, and he's a really good dancer. Yeah. good dancer. Yeah. But yeah, that's I think yeah was like more. the only hit that he had that would like cro- cross over the like <laughs> mom test, like the Usher song, like my mom or Nick Robes would. Own. Oh, that one. Yeah. That's Usher. Yeah. yeah. That that's yeah. Okay, yeah. I do know that one. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to successfully get that song. Yeah, it gets that's like a, how yeah. you do it. There's no way to do but it. That was lyrics. probably the biggest hit of 2004. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my boo is one of the follow-ups to that. The number one mainstream rock song was Velvet Revolvers Fall to Pieces. I okay. do. So I do not remember the song, but I remember the video. Slash. We'll get to it later. Slash. Slash was in Velvet Revolver. Yes. Yeah, it was a super group. It was yeah. a super group. We'll yeah. table, let's table the Velvet Taylor. Revolver conversation okay. for later, because it, it might come up. Uh, wink, 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 wink. 
but that was on the mainstream rock charts. Yeah, yeah, this is alternative. And I will tell you this, the mainstream rock charts were even more butt rocky than this. Shit. Yeah. Rocky? What? Like- Damn. There's like even more like, yeah, it was cuz I thought about doing the mainstream rock charts, yeah. but I was What's like, yeah. butt rock. Uh Nickelback. Oh. Breaking Benjamin, those type of bands. Yeah. Mm, butt rock. Yeah. And uh, Saturday Night Live did have a new episode that night. I always like to look at what was on Saturday Night Live because these charts come out on a Saturday. Kate Winslet and Eminem. With musical guest Eminem. Not sure what movie Kate Winslet was promoting. Um, Kate Winslet Notes on a Scandal? 2004? No, that was 2006. The Reader? No. Maybe The Reader. Uh, no. no, The Reader, I think, was after yeah, Notes on a Scandal. It might have been later. But that was low key one what? of the worst seasons. Titanic was, two was Eminem. What was Eminem doing? Eminem was doing one of his wor- promoting his worst album, Encore, with the Encore. one with like ass like oh, that and the like way toys. You do it. I can't believe it. <laughs> you make my pee pee go. Da doing doing doing. Literal lyrics. That is like the literal. Yeah. What, he pretends to be. Wait, what uh, song has insult a insult dog? What's uh, his name? Triumph. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. That's, that's not that album. That's uh, no, that's, that's the one before. That's ass like right. that. Okay, that's the one before. Uh, oh, oh, that might be without me. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but it'd be oh, so lonely like without me. Sam so come on, get on my lips. Uh, I, I saw it. Sam Pellinier tear knows all the lyrics. To yeah. That song. Uh, so this looks like a job. Without me, I think so without me was just uh, the album before. I just said it all in my lawsuits. Fuck you, Nebby. Maybe that was without me on Encore. I'm not a big enough Eminem uh, fan. I think I, that's the I only one I actually listened to Ask Like That not once but twice last night. Last night? Last See, night. I, I, bet he performed, I bet he performed Ask Like That on this episode of SNL. Yeah. <laughs> but that, uh, this. Somehow censored. Just on another side tangent 2004, 2005. Low key, one of the worst seasons of SNL. Okay. Bad. The cast is good, but it's all people who were better later after SNL. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like, so it was like Amy Poehler, Tina, Tina Fey, Fey, Fred yeah. Armisen. It was the se- yeah. it was a few years after Will Ferrell left, but it was the season before they added Kirsten Wig, Jason Sudeikis, Andy Samberg, Bill Hader. So it was like in a state of flux. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, hmm. but it was a good cast you on know, paper. But it was when we were doing SNL. That's honestly what Lauren Michaels sounds yeah. like. It's freaky. Oh, who played Bush and Carrie on this? This season of SNL? Does anybody uh, remember? What's his name? Uh, the guy who was on it for like straight up 20 seasons but hasn't done anything else. Right? No, not Daryl Hammond. Oh, okay. that's who I was thinking of. Uh, ooh, I don't know. Oh, wait. Wasn't, uh, didn't Will Ferrell come back to play? Nope. Uh, oh, that was the first book. It was probably the most forgettable presidential election SNL's covered. Was yeah. it Fred Armisen? Was he involved? Nope. He played Obama. He played that. Obama and was. But like, that doesn't mean he can't also play. Bush. Bush. Who played John Kerry? Seth Meyers played John Kerry. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. New Hampshire's own Seth Meyers. And Will Forte played George W. Bush. Oh, okay. What? All right. That's so, that's weird. But he's got that great bit where he does the spelling bee guy. <laughs> I love yeah, Will yeah. Forte. Yeah, that's a great bit. That makes no fucking sense. Okay. Well, you know. Uh, well... I think this brings us to October 30th, 2004, Honorable Mentions. Okay, so Honorable for Mentions. The, for these, once again, for the alternative rock charts. Alternative rock charts. Yeah. Uh, so, first Honorable Mention was a band that broke out, uh, started to break out in 2004. I would say 2005, they like really mm-hmm. got big. Uh, My Chemical Romance, oh, wow. second week on the chart. With their uh, first single off their second album and their big breakout album, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, 
I'm not okay coming in at number mm-hmm. 37. Black Parade was 2006. I looked yeah. this up, yeah. That was the third album. And that was the real, like, when they yeah. made okay. it mainstream. I mean, we're not we're not really in my wheelhouse right now. Yeah, I, <laughs> but... I was all about uh, I was all about Black Parade, but I wasn't cool enough to listen or like sad enough to listen to them before Black Parade came out. I was like intimidated when I walked into uh, Hot Topic uh, because I was like, I don't know these bands, and yet I knew things like you know uh, uh, Cradle of Filth and stuff like that. But I was just like, so you're more intimidated by My Chemical Romance than Cradle of Filth. No, I mean, I do love <laughs> Cradle of Filth, uh, but it didn't, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, uh, I just want to make sure that the sound is going to go where I want it to. And it is. I have noticed that every single My Chemical Romance song is in the same exact key. Oh, no shit. Also, now listening to My Chemical Romance, uh, this would have been my jam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, I went, this is, yeah. Not spoiler, but I was like, I forgot how much I enjoyed this song. I honestly think uh, Gerard Way is like a super talented singer. Yeah. Yeah. I think their music, uh, I think it holds up a little bit better now that they've been gone for a couple years. They got a lot of shit. Yeah. It was pretty, Black Parade is a really, really good album. I mean, 2004, I would have been listening to like nonstop. I would have been listening to New Found Glory. Less than Jake, Blink One Eighty Two. But what were you listening to? That's what I. That's oh, what I okay, was listening okay, to. Okay. Like My Chemical Romance would have fit in perfectly yeah. with that. I think and Metallica. A I was listening younger. to Metallica. Yeah, two thousand four. I was sixteen. That was like this was like my. That was the beginning of my like dad rock phase when I like started really liking classic rock. So. I was really um, into deep in Huey Lewis in the news. Not sports. that, no, like serious, like not <laughs> not fun dad rock. Like I was like my Briggs, Bob Dylan, and like Bruce Springsteen and the Who. And oh, okay. I was like very self important. Yeah, yeah. I, I did get 11, into the Who. Right yeah, mm-hmm. I was eleven and I was definitely into like Usher. But what what else, I feel like I was definitely also into like Linkin Park and Green Day for sure, or at least. But Green like when Day. you're 11, yeah. you're just into it really shallowly. Like, yeah. oh, I remember Regina. I think Regina Spector's album, like the one that Fidelity's on, Kay. the one with the black and white, came out that year or cl- around then. And that changed my fucking life. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, I I was just listening to whatever was on Q97.9, maybe. Prince. Yep, 2004. I saw Prince in 2004. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw, I saw Prince. He had a big tour was that, that the summer. Musicology, musicology yep. Yeah. Me and my dad. And you got the free album. We got Musicology for free. Oh, which pushed his album sales. Yeah. It was a genius move. Yeah. He played for like three and a half hours. Wants to see Prince live, but no one wants to buy Musicology. Right. So right. his album goes like triple platinum or something because everybody wants to see the tour. Yeah. yeah. I think Sheila E was like uh, one of the uh, backup band on oh, that tour. Oh, God. What did Sh- Sheila E do in her own right? Uh, Glamorous Life. Yeah. Great stuff. Love Bazaar. Yeah. Uh, and band just, leader like, on the Magic Hour with Magic Johnson. Great friggin' drummer. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's great. Um, all right. The next honorable mention is another one of the big 2004 rock bands. Going down the charts, it peaked at number three a month before this. But oh. their first single, The Killers, with Somebody Told uh. Me, off their debut album, Hot Fuss. Oh, I thought that song was edgy. I was like, this is Do we is even edgy. need to listen to this? I, 
Somebody told me that you had a boyfriend who looked they like a girlfriend. And I saw it everywhere. It's not confidential. I got potential. Rushing, rushing around. I thought that song was bad. Maybe just ass. to hear how it sounds. Like what the beginning is. Mr. Brightside is a far superior song. Yeah. All these things that I've done. is I like that one. So Connors was at the Space Gallery. Uh, I wasn't at this, but the oh, Killers this does how it sounds. Yeah, the okay. Killers played at Space Gallery. I want to point them out; they both played Portland shows Crazy. around this time. The Killers played at Space Gallery, and apparently only like fifty people were there. It was not even like a sold-out Space Gallery. I feel like uh, I don't know. There's something about his voice where I'm just like in this era because his voice changes, right? Am I wrong? Sort of. I think maybe like, it, becomes, oh, it doesn't look a thing like becomes, Jesus. He, yeah, That's he, there. It's a little more bravado. But yeah. he gets like a little bit m- more range, I feel like. You're like yeah. Because I feel like in this yeah, era. Yeah, it's kind of like staccato, kind of like album? trying to sound like 80s. Yeah. He's yeah, almost like, like new, new wave. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Definitely will this whole album. So, well, yeah. And that was, you know, there was that. It was, the Killers were kind of the follow up to like that era of the Strokes and the White Stripes. Like mm-hmm. they were kind of aping like late 60s, early 70s late 70s bands where yeah. the killers were like we're doing the 80s now yeah the strokes and the hives right was yep. that the uh that was the new york uh hot scene yeah. mm. uh i remember 2001 2002 i was right. not old enough to like that i mean i like them now but sure back then i was like the strokes why why are they wearing suit who are these people <laughs> I didn't and just if do someone that did that Jewish. to me, I would have been like, ew. <laughs> I can't stand Jerry Seinfeld. I like Wanda Sykes. <laughs> I would have been like, I think that fan is funny, and Dan Cook is my fucking boyfriend. Uh, just doing this really quickly. <laughs> just for the world. Uh, this is the Dan Cook thing, right? Superfinger. Yeah. Oh, I, the Superfinger. Yeah, remember? I thought... It was there was another thing. We had a different. I think it was like literally the out, not the album, but the like tour poster is his. I was not paying attention to that. I've watched every episode of Dane Cook's tour gasm on HBO. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was the first time I saw Gary Goldman was on because he was the feature on the tour gasm. Oh no! The first time I saw Gary Goldman and. Bobby Kelly. Yeah. They were the, like the features. All right. On the tour tourgasms. Hmm. Uh well, is that are we Yeah, well, let's uh we and also it? My Chemical Romance played at the Big Easy in 2004. That's so funny. <laughs> that one was actually sold out, but That's like pretty, oh, I'm sure. Good for them. But Big yeah. Easy, small though. Big yeah. sleazy. And now it's the basement of a West Palm. I did see a really good show there uh uh, Dirty White Hats did a uh, cover to cover. They did uh, License to Ill by the Beastie Boys. Oh, and they made it almost through the entire album before they started passing out whipped cream canisters to the audience. Literally, the concert just kind of came to a screeching halt. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't get how people use that shit as a party drug, because yeah. it literally just makes you... It's pretty funny. ...drool. Funny not time. that I've ever done Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Uh, teacher not... Michaela Tessler. Yeah. <laughs> don't use my last name. 
Michaela, we'll do like a radio sound effect over Michaela's last name. Like, Michaela. (laughs) (laughs) Michaela, that's your mama. (laughs) Michaela, shut your mouth. (laughs) Uh, Well, number 10. Now I just want to say Michaela's last name a bunch just so we can use as many. (laughs) The next hour and a half. Um, all right, we'll get to the chart. I don't think we'll, I mean, I think the chart's going to be a lot shorter than the actual peripherals. Great. But we'll plow through it. Num- coming in at number 10. With a bullet. Mm-hmm. Three Days Grace. Okay. With their song, Just Like You, off their self-titled debut album. Uh, Three Days Grace, a band out of Ontario, Canada. I was very surprised to learn when I was researching the show. They've been around uh, as Three Days Grace since 2000, not since, uh, excuse me, since 1997. And they've been a band in some form since 1992. So they were a slow burning success story. But uh, this is the second single off their debut album. Okay. They're one of the most successful bands. See, this is why I don't want to cover uh, much modern day stuff. They're the mo- one of the most successful bands in mainstream rock chart history. They have 15 number one mainstream rock That's chart so songs. That's weird. Damn. I, I can name like two of their songs. They're both off this debut album. I knew this one. This album's called Three Days Grace. Yeah. yeah. I literally thought it was Three Days of Grace until Connor just said it out loud. Yeah. I've just read it. Three days grace? What is that? I guess a three days grace period. I feel like this is one of those bands uh, that I heard and I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to buy this album and never did because I was so into this song probably. I definitely was not. I didn't have like an older brother to listen to this music for me. Yeah. I I listened to like show tunes that my sister played. Great. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the 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 evolution of Yano singing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We get this episode uh, is the evolution of the Yano singing that we heard a lot on the yeah, 1994 no. episode. Yano, yeah, no. oh, can you ever feel that's, me? That's, that's called Yano. Yeah, I think no. that's an Anders. Anders, our friend Anders Nielsen, I think. Well, I feel like I heard it on like Parks and Rec or something. Oh, maybe. Fa- what? That's because that's what Andy's band is. Is like Andy? sing Andy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I fell into the pit. And then, well, when he's you drunk, he goes fuzzer and pooper over and stuff. Macaroni salad. That's like the funniest thing. It's the greatest show. Eh. I love that show so much. Uh yeah all right I mean, yeah it's better I'm gonna than be honest office. this isn't gonna be my wheelhouse and I know that this is also not going to be like the alternative charts are going to be alternative it's not going to be like what everybody knows no although even the mainstream rock charts sometimes... no the mainstream rock charts were even worse this week yeah what was on there I can't remember off the top it was pr- pretty similar to this except for there was even more Bud Rock look at this photograph. <laughs> I want to know what was on Jimmy's head. Uh, I was one of them up right. No, that was the 90s. Um, uh, what was the other big Nickelback song? Oh, 
Uh, all sorts. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 you, same story. I remember crying my to break that it. video. Fine video, my heart would break it. I've been down, I've been down to the bottom of every bottle. These five words in my head. G, are we having fun yet? Wait, Six. is that it? Is that actually what the lyrics are? Yeah. Yeah. And we want to be big rock stars. That one I don't remember. And the Pubeca, you know. When did Saliva come out? Was that Saliva was 2001. Mm. A little bit before this. Ah, sad. I was kind of hoping Click Click Boom would show up. No. They'll show up, maybe show up eventually. I was hoping for Coming Undone by Corn, but I don't know when that comes out. Oh, some Corn would be nice. Corn was on this chart. It was uh, my least favorite Corn song. It was on the chart. Their cover of Cameo's Word Up. Oh, yeah. No. No, why? And the music video with the members of Corn superimposed over, their faces superimposed over dogs. Mm, It's just like bad video, bad song. Just like everything. I was like, why do you, ugh. I feel like everything Corn did proved why we shouldn't be listening to them. Corn just (laughs) is a blonde dreadlock. It's not good. (laughs) Uh, I do remember going to New York City to Times Square and standing under the TRL stuff. Yeah. And Corn was the guest that day and I was like that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like the one day it's not in sync. Like, yes. <laughs> no, I was pissed. Fieldy. Fieldy. Uh Great. Just like you, Three Days Grace, we had about as much to say as the rest of the world did. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, the, the next one's even going to be yeah. less. This is a band only. I, I don't think I've heard this song in entirety until I... Uh, until this list? Until this list. Okay. Uh, it's a band out of Columbia, South Carolina called Crossfade, one word. Mm. There's a song called Cold. Which means to smoke marijuana and drink alcohol at the same time. Ooh. But I remember seeing- You looked up their Wikipedia? That's just what I called it when I was in high school. I think that's probably what the band was named after. Um, They Uh, had ads for this song. This was when Much Music USA came out, the like brief rival to MTV that turned into Fuse. Yeah, the the American version of Music Plus in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember they played ads for CrossFade a lot. It's a Canadian channel. Notice the St. Anger drums, Nick. Yeah. The drums that sound like you're beating on a steel barrel. Yeah, that snare drum is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, That very tinny sounding steel drum. Not Turkish Are you about to tell me that, like, uh, uh, Rich, uh, what's his name, also produces album? I don't think so. Okay. But I heard this part of the song a bunch because I played this... The never meant to be so cold. Like they played this on like every commercial break on Much Music for now it's coming. But I never heard like the verses for the song. It was like a chorus commercial or something. Mm. But they had the two vocalists like Lincoln Park. 
But they're from uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and the most interesting thing I found on their Wikipedia page is their their drummer left after this to start an auto detailing business. And I'm like, that yeah, this does seem like a band. It sounds like a band that the drummer would leave. More money off of that. <laughs> yeah. It's insane how many shitty versions of Incubus there are in the world, yeah. <laughs> including Incubus. I mean, you know what? That's the thing is, I can go back and listen to like certain Incubus songs, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine with listening to this. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. But like then, like it is literally like a millimeter away from incubus like it's not that far no. and i'm still just like oh now this is dog shit yeah <laughs> like how is this the metric yeah well speaking of bands on the same spectrum as incubus oh. coming in at number eight we got papa roach oh jesus with the song mm. getting away with murder it's off the album of the same name uh this is their fourth album Jeez. And it was their first album. They did no rapping. So New Metal huh. by 2004 hmm. was definitely on the way out. Yeah. Once it's the evolution, the New Metal without the rapping, that's yeah. going to be. So Jacoby Shaddix, the front man for Papa Roach. How do you... Jacoby Shaddix? What yes. a terrible fucking name. Uh, Actually, no. I don't know. It I sounds like, like a character from an Ayn Rand yeah. novel. <laughs> Jacoby Shaddix walked into the office and he threw down his binder. That had all his tax filings in it. <laughs> and he said, this is robbery. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it almost sounds like corn. Yeah, yeah. That, it's got the corn kind of like the snaky bass sounding. Ooh, nice metal pause. <laughs> oh, this is nice. Yeah, I liked it. I I'm think sort of into like, this. Yeah. It's too major. Yeah. You um, know what I'm saying? Like, I want it to sound major. weirder. Yeah. It's in a minor chord. Minor key. I mean, now we're in the minor. It sounded too incubus. But around this same time, uh, Papa Roach would be the opener for the first, like, of Ch- Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy Tour. Jesus Christ. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Good Didn't even want to listen to the chorus. Oh, are we getting yeah. to it? Is this it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he said it. The drink. Oh, nice whisper. That's uh, why it's still new metal. Yeah, yeah. What was the, the what was the like pronunciation thing with like metal around this point? Like, got hang away with murder. <laughs> like, They're kind of going British. Yeah, like yeah, everybody yeah, was like yeah, uh, decided they were really yeah. into the Cure f- for a second. Yeah, yeah or, like because like, the Cure showed up on M- uh, Corn MTV Unplugged too. pronouncing it's almost like Mid Atlantic accents from like radio in the forties of like, come on, darling. Getting away with murder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Are you looking at me? <laughs> what? Uh, maybe. What's going on, dude? You, you okay? 40s detective. Yeah, right. She walked into the club. <laughs> uh, dope. All right, Papa Roach. Throwback. I mean, God, I definitely listened a lot to uh, that one Big song. Big Papa Roach. Last resort. They've had a. Last I mean, resort, that's yeah. one of the things I wanted to point out about Papa Destiny Roach is like they're so breathing. Don't give a fuck if I give you breathing. They still are on the mainstream rock charts. That's how like kind of pop. I mean, rock music is kind of like. So Papa Roach is still I, up there. Papa that Roach was, is still like hanging on like that a one. Of, that might have been one of yeah. my favorite uh, AV Club articles of all time when Papa Roach and uh, Paul uh, Ryan. Or... No, Papa Roach and. Uh, uh, 
Oh my God, the lead singer died. Uh, Saliva. Linkin Park. Yes. Uh, l- released albums like the same week, and they were like, "So Papa Roach and Linkin Park uh, released albums, and it might as well be 2002. Like these albums have not aged at all. Like they are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Like both these albums are literally time capsules. Uh, uh, no uh, shade thrown. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Chester. Yes, yep. Chester. Thank you. Uh, number seven. <laughs> number Sorry, seven. I, that's how I feel. I wish I could burp more. Breaking Benjamin. Oh, okay. With a song off their second album, We Are Not Alone, called So Cold. So we had a Wait. song called Cold, and <laughs> yeah. we had a song called So Cold. Apparently it was, I was freezing like, in 2004. Yeah, I well, do let's remember. Let's get into late fall. Late uh, October. gets a little chilly, but I, it's I like, only remember the Static X So Cold, so it'll be interesting. I, I think I honestly was I listened, confusing those songs. I listened to about a minute and a half of this song, and I was like, ah, that's all I need to hear. I think I'm in the same boat with you, Connor, Yeah. Does I it kick in at some point? I yeah. not listen to it. Ooh. And at some very, point. Very sound garden-y guitar. Awesome. 30 second intro. Brave. Brave. Bigger than, longer than like Sledgehammer. (laughs) Four and a half minute song. Okay. Great. I wanted to all stop and just go, yeah! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like a minute until the vocals come in. Jesus Christ, were they trying to be Tool? Yeah, probably. Have you listened to the new Tool album? I haven't yet. Is it good? I'm, I'm not going to listen to the Tool <laughs> album. I got to talk to Krister. <laughs> yeah. Krister's definitely Apparently, like, her. Danny listened to it, which is a weird... Danny That's... Jordan? Why would he listen to Tool? I don't know. <laughs> Danny Jordan's full of surprises, in case you haven't noticed yeah. already. Oh, yes! I remember this song. Okay. I, 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 uh, uh. Here comes the... Uh, Yeah, I definitely remember this. Yeah, because I mean, this is along the lines of like drowning pool. Yeah, like disturbed or any of that. I only have one fond memory of Breaking Benjamin. Okay, and that was a a year or so after this. I was seeing Weezer at La Colise in Lewiston the same night. uh, Three doors down, and Breaking Benjamin were playing at the Civic Center in Portland. And one of the security guards was like. Oh man, I wish I was down in Portland right now. Hey, three doors down are playing with the Breaking Benjamins. <laughs> wait, wait, what year was this? 2005. So this is a year. Maladroit? Right? What came out in 2005? Yeah, Maladroit came out in 2005. Okay. For Weezer? All right. The That's worst not... Weezer album. I mean, it's got uh, Keep Fishing. That? Keep Fishing is no, good. No, Keep Fishing's on. Oh, not Maladroit. It's Make Believe. Okay. Oh. Make Believe nope. is the worst one. That's Which the one, one with Beverly Hills. Yeah, I was going to say. It Although I do like Make I do love Beverly Hills. Hills. And we are all on drugs. That's, That's where I want to be. Gimme, 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 gimme. Living in Beverly Hills. That was good. Yeah, that song. Fuck you, Connor. That song's great. Yeah, it's a great song. It's not the worst. Uh, yeah. Uh, number six. Coming in number six. Pretty uh, much on the same lines of uh, Breaking Benjamin. Chevelle, Power Trio. 
two brothers in Chevelle. The the song is called Vitamin R, leading us parentheses leading us along. What? I feel like what all these R bands stand for. All these bands were super into uh, uh, parentheses songs. Yeah, because they like Tool, right? <laughs> Chevelle's does not sound like um like a metal band. It sounds like. It sounds like what like Millie Vanilli would have rebranded as after <laughs> yeah. they used the real voices. Chevelle. Get it? Yeah, yeah. It does sound more glam glamorous than uh, sort of the the raw persona of what metal became at one point, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. But yeah, all these bands were like failed math rockers or yeah. something, you know. Someone learn. Are there any math rock bands besides Weezer? Weezer's not a math rock. Wait, band. what is math rock? Math rock? Uh, math rock is like a lot of complicated time signatures. And oh. Like, it's usually rocky metal esque. But it's math because uh, of the time signature? Yeah, complicated. You know, it's very jerky and kind of. Okay. A lot of uh, so uh, sophisticated drummers. Uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah, Mute Math. I don't know any of those bands. Mute Math? Math Rock? I think so. Their name's just Math. Uh, Maybe. I don't think they're a Math Rock band. I think they just have Math in their name. I remember my dad seeing Chevelle on Carson Daly, and he was like, these guys are pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) On Carson Daly's? Like, hey, Dad. Wait, Last Sierra? Call. Oh, okay. We're in, yeah. Because it was like the type of band that would be on Last Call in like 2004. And my dad's like a night owl. And he's like, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, when I was coming up in bands in New England, most of them kind of sounded like this. <laughs> this is what most people were sounding yeah. like. But it literally, they that Chevelle just sounds like literally every other band. Yeah, you could reproduce that sound very easily. Which I mean, you know, cool. Uh, this, of course, brings us to the top five. Top five. Alt rock, uh, October thirtieth, two thousand. Number five. Uh, the most success, a song, the last single off the most successful album in the history of the alternative songs chart. What do you think it is? Incubus. <laughs> nope. Incubus. I wish we had, did bring them up earlier. Oh. Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Most Wrong successful again. alternative. Uh, tool. Nope. Uh, I'm out of 2004 bands. Linkin Park. Oh, okay. Their second album, right. Meteora, came out a year earlier. So the song called Breaking the Habit, coming okay. in at number five. I'm breaking the habit. Yeah, I'm sure the I know. You, you, uh, you literally don't immediately know that song? No. And you were... Like a lucid human, then too. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Is that the one? He's too busy going to pop punk shows. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, that one? That's off that album. No, that's a different song. That's a different song. (laughs) That's numb, probably. Yeah, it's numb. Yeah, I definitely heard a lot of that song. They did have a DJ. I'm remembering that now. Of course, they had a DJ. Everybody had a DJ. Well, but especially. Incubus. Oh, sorry. Incubus <laughs> <laughs> has a DJ. Do they have a DJ? Still? Oh yeah, they still have a DJ. Like, oh, fuck! Are you kidding me? Uh, 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 
What's the other L? Limp Biscuit still has a DJ. Yeah, DJ Lethal. I think who's also on House of Pain. Every man I know between the ages of 28 and 35 were at the Incubus concert last week. I wasn't there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was at the. uh, I was too busy being at the Real Big Fish show. (laughs) What? Where's that? I went to the Real Big Fish show at uh, Aura, and it was great. Oh shit, that was. (laughs) They were amazing. I love it. Nerf Herder opened up. I don't know what that means. Uh, the band who did the Buffy the Vampire set, uh, Slayer theme song. Phenomenal. The whole show was great. Yeah. Oh, no. But, well, they do that, but it's nice. It's glitchy. I, yeah, yeah, it's glitchy. I they updated their sound a little bit. All the glitchy stuff. Uh, great. Getting the kids in here. Uh, number four. Number four, another group that we mentioned earlier, they had topped the mainstream rock charts that week with this very song, Velvet Revolver. Damn. Okay, okay. so who the fuck was in Velvet Revolver? Fall to Pieces. So Velvet Revolver was uh, Slash, uh, Duff McKagan, and Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses. Okay. Okay. It was Scott (laughs) Wayland from the Stone Temple Pilots was the vocalist. Okay. Yeah. And then some non-famous guy named Dave Kirshner was the rhythm guitarist. Great. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, uh, he was just a friend. Which um, is not, I'm so, I bet D- Dizzy Reed was pissed that he didn't get invited to be in But Velvet most Revolver. of Guns N' Roses, <laughs> minus Axel. Most of the Use Your, uh, yeah, three-fifths of the Use Your Illusion era. A lot of, a lot of leather Guns pants in this yeah. video. I just remember red leather pants. I, yeah, I remember a lot of That's leather being their whole image. Very... Very uh, like true. It was one of those like fake like true to life videos. Like Scott Whalen was like staggering drunk and like yeah. like Duff McKagan was like carrying him around. Like oh no! But I was I was thinking you know the old uh, the old statement that you shouldn't date people you meet in AA. You should also sure. not form super groups with people yeah, you, that you meet in <laughs> AA. AA. Is that how they met? Almost certainly. Almost certainly, I'm guessing. Slash still drinks. I think he's sober. Really? I mean, he probably I thought, has. I, I thought Slash was famous for still having like a bottle of Jack on stage, a la uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen. No, he's, I might be he's wrong. sober. That's partially why the reason Guns, uh, Velvet Revolver broke up is because Scott Whalen oh, couldn't be that. sober, and like yeah. Slash and Duff are all big into sobriety now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is uh, Scott Whalen still alive. No, Scott Whalen is the. So this is back to back. We have both the dead singers of Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, no shit. Back okay. to back, because Chester Bennington replaced Scott Whalen in Stoning Temple Pilots. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. That is actually remarkably ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... Of. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, to be honest, we can't get David Lee Roth. Great, Gary Sharon, come on in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I I kind of get that. That's so weird. But that uh, Fall to Pieces, it was a fairly big hit on the rock charts. I'll be honest, Velvet Revolver to me never... Because I, I tried to get into them several times because I was like, this seems like something I should be into. Meh. Yeah. And I just never could. It just always how seemed like you? kind how, of vanilla. How much like how how much can you get into like a B grade Guns N' Roses? Right. Well, and they never like had a shtick. Like there was never like blazing guitar solos. It, yeah. Like in the same way yeah. of like, you know, Sweet Child of Mine. But there yeah. was also never like, I don't know. They they didn't have any edge. It was just kind of like, oh, this is a good rock band, right? Right? Should be. You kept, like I kept trying to convince myself. <laughs> it was a great rock band. Uh, but yeah, Fellow Revolver. Okay. 
Good job, team. Uh, now for a band uh, the, whose singer is still alive. Um, Jimmy World. Yes! Off he, there. Ate the, he ate the whole world. <laughs> oh, now we're getting into my jam. Uh, first single off their fifth album, Futures, the follow-up to Bleed American. Mm-hmm. song called Pain. Mm. Their second biggest single. Not the middle. Not yeah, the middle. So the middle's number or, one. I think uh, Pain, also wise known your, as Not sweetness? the Middle. Uh, Jimmy Let's see if I know this one. Uh, I feel like Jimmy World is way more up my alley. Let's get a kick for the chorus, right? Yeah. My girlfriend plays this song on her phone sometimes. I was like, oh yeah, Leah Lee, Lee, Lee likes this song. Yeah, it's good. I feel like my friend's punk band covered this when Definitely. they were in high school. Yeah, yeah I like this. There was definitely like sing-alongs happening. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, I should have covered this at a Battle of the Bands when this came out. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, nice. Number three. I think that's a good number three. That's a good number three. That's, yeah. Decent. That's, decent. I, I, I'm kind of like, all right, now I'm into this. Let's yeah. go. Now we'll take you out of it. Uh, great. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I think you'll like the top, th- uh, the, everything else. Okay. Well, last probably two. last two. Mm-hmm. The last Maybe. two are pretty good. <laughs> all right. All right. So number two. Number two. I'm excited about this one. That was a band that has had a little bit more s- s- uh, staying power than Crossfade. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just a little. Just a little bit, though. Okay. You two... <laughs> What? What? <laughs> Why is you two on this chart? Because yeah, they're yeah, they literally the definition of mainstream. I don't know. What, I don't know. Please tell me. Wait, what came out in 2004? Off of How to Dismantle no. an Atomic Bomb. Vertigo. Oh my God, yes. Oh, God. And, and, uh, yes. and Bono in the video has, is like, the sky is like moving around him and yeah. shit, and he's oh, throwing God. the sky around. So, my sister. This song, the start of this song is funny, and I have some comments on it. it my sister yeah. was a giant U2 fan. This is a, a rat. Yeah, I saw U2 on this tour. Wait, you have to play from the beginning. One, two, three, fourteen. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> he's, he's Irish. Charging ahead. No, I think it's on. I mean, that's on purpose. What? What? How is that? Bono knows that four is that uh, quattro, quattro, but I think but he, why is I it think that's like one, purposeful. Two, like we're going one, two, three, fourteen. It's like a dad. Like we're going off the rails. No, I think he Couture. just thought Catorce sounded was four. good. No, Bono, if you're I listening to this, I don't think he this, thought it was four. I think he thought it sounded good. No, no, he. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. He, Oh, Hola. This was, to be honest, though, like if if it's they had never made, if they had never, what was the uh, album with a uh, uh, beautiful day? Uh, all that all you they can't, can't leave, leave behind. behind. That's uh, a great album. If they hadn't made that, I would think this is a better album. That's the really? thing. About, yes, definitely. Because all that you can't leave behind was a great album, but it came at a period of U two that like. Had been kind of barren since like Acton Baby, 
right? Yeah, because they were going off and doing experimenting. They did like Zuropa yeah. and Which then Pop. Dog shit. <laughs> Those are dog shit albums with a couple good songs. I yeah, there are some literally know like three U2 songs. Oh, I, I, my sister was so big into yeah. U2 that I was like, hey, the older kids are into U2. Yeah. I'm going to get into U2. But, but like the 90s were a pretty fallow period for yeah, U2. Honestly, so like all that you can't leave behind had the advantage of coming right I after think that. It was a good album and we were so excited. Yeah. I straight How up- did this man, Atomic Bomb's just like a less good version of yeah. much less good, significantly less. I honestly less. think around this time with this album, when I heard this song, I was telling people U2 was my favorite band. <laughs> I literally only knew this song for this album. Like, literally, yeah, and you really I was liked. You like, do. You really liked the iTunes commercial where they yeah. played this song? Uh, I, I U2 think has been owned a, by iTunes since. This, yeah. Or, the, or actually, I think, might own iTunes. We're not sure. I think Bono mm-hmm. actually might have, like. If you read the Panama Papers, oh. yeah, Bono might own iTunes. Oh, We're yeah. not sure. Is that a joke? I can't tell. A <laughs> little bit of both. Okay. A little column, a little Six column. Six and one, half a dozen of the other. Uh, but classic fine. YouTube. Fine. We yeah. almost made it through the whole thing. It's less than three minutes long. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, of course, brings us to. Number, number one. one. Number one. Another band that's gotten referenced on this episode. A lot of callbacks on this episode. Great. It's like a great stand-up comedy set. Mm-hmm. Not that we would know anything about that. Uh, Green Day. Oh. The first single off their album, American Idiot. The song, American, American Idiot. Idiot. Very appropriate. Election oh, season was coming up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do I remember this? Oh, yeah. Of it course. was everywhere not, not only was it everywhere but also it was everywhere within my friend circle like Yikes. everybody and their brother was playing this song we were all talking about it we were all uh i had friends who literally bought the like special collector edition <laughs> that had the like li- the like extended liner notes uh, and they were putting together because it. And they it were like John like, Kerry, man. <laughs> well, no, it like features like letters in between like Saint Jimmy and yeah. like uh, 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 who's the chick, uh, the girl who's supposedly and she's a rebel. And so they were piecing together the story of yeah. it, and we all had theories. It was a whole thing. I think I was gonna say that Green Day is probably the last time like a rock band was probably like one of the biggest acts of music. It was like this yeah. era. Yeah. Because there have been big rock bands since then, but none that were like arguably the biggest. Also, I was in. Uh, I, I was playing. I was playing yeah. middle school dances at the time. Ooh. I was in high school and college after this album came out, but I was in bands playing middle school dances. Wow, your we, band must we have would sucked. Open were you at this. my middle school dance? I might have been. So edgy. When I was listening to the song earlier today, I was getting mad about uh, a multitude of things about this song. Yeah. I was getting, I was upset at, at the hypocrisy that everybody got pissed off at the Dixie Chicks for bad mouthing Bush. And, but Green Day well, was way more. But you the difference is Dixie, Green Day. Dixie Chicks was country, which right. was yeah. like they had a unified Their fan trunk. base was into yeah, it Bush. Made, what I am pissed off about this album and this song and then later is this song and then like the video for Wake Me Up When September Ends that's all like sort of like weirdly jingoistic. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like a soldier coming back from war and this one's like all like anti war, anti Bush, that shit, and then they turn around and go, Twenty one guns. But 
down, and it's like a soldier's marching in from war. It's, well, it's one of those things like you hate the war but not the soldier, which was like yeah. a big thing around this like Iraq I guess war. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I well, guess because that's they, true. people felt bad about the way they treated Vietnam War. Vets, exactly. So it's like we can't this be dicks to vets again. This was the big thing post Vietnam. Yeah. And it, and and there was such a backlash about the way that veterans were treated at Vietnam that like it was like well we we got to learn from that mistake. Yeah. Like we can't. Well, we and can't now I feel like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but it's not very punk rock, is it now? Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. That's that's what I came away from this album when I like grew up a couple years later. Uh, I was kind of like, well, listening to this album, it's a bunch of probably like thirty-two year olds at the time. No, yeah, they were way older. They're about late thirties, probably yeah. mid to late. Maybe, but maybe, but yeah, maybe people in their thirties still being nineteen. Yeah. And talking about politics, yeah, I was like, there, there's like, right. It sounds like a, as somebody that's very a, uneducated about politics talking yeah. about politics. It doesn't sound like a 32 year old, yeah, and it, or 36 year old it, or it however they were. That authenticity in revisiting it, yeah. Mm. Um, um, is 21 Guns and Wake Me Up on September ends on the next album? I, uh, Wake Me Up Wake when me September's up. ends is on this, on this album. Uh, 21 Guns is on the next one, I believe. <laughs> But this was actually uh, we were talking about when we were talking about you uh, two on a previous episode, Green Day. Uh, oh, because of Live Aid? Not because of Live Aid, but Green Day had an because you two had an album that was completely scrapped because it got stolen. Oh, Green October, Day originally yeah. the follow up to Warning was going to be an album called Cigarettes and Valentines, but it accidentally got erased. So they were like, <laughs> "We're going to do all right. Well, I guess we'll do American Idiot," which is probably. I actually think it's one of the not as good songs on the album. No, it doesn't Boulevard age. This song did not age uh, well. I, I would argue that it is catchy as shit. And it's as catchy. Yeah, yeah, but I think holiday, you would appreciate it more. Holiday's better, I think. Uh, yeah, it's more <laughs> idiosyncratic. Yeah, Holiday's better, but, but it's just a this punk song, rock I, anthem. I don't think this song has aged well at all. Is it a punk rock anthem? Yes. It's like a bubblegum punk rock. Yeah, but that's who Green Day is. I know, but Green Day's bubblegum punk. Green Day literally invented bubblegum punk. But I'm not saying. (laughs) But I'm. I'm not saying. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm not saying that it's a punk rock. Ant, like punk rock anthem. It's but a like, punk rock anthem if you work at a hot topic. Yes. Yeah, I would say. I would say that it's like, uh, what's my age again? Uh, uh, gets political. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which, yeah. like, what's my age again? Everybody uh, related to that song at one point. Unfortunately, <laughs> my mom confiscated my copy of "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I bought the yeah. CD, and then she was like, "You're not gonna." Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> when, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh... just the title, or did she actually listen? No, because I mean, she, she, I mean, just I, it was dumb that I thought I could get away with buying it at twelve, <laughs> knowing my mom. <laughs> It's the cover, like the cover, is a porn star dressed as a nurse with like a. Oh no, a, that's Enema of the State. Enema of the State. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Take off your. Yeah, it was Enema of the State. Take off your pants and jacket was the next album. Enema. Yeah, of the well, State I didn't even bother with take off more graphic. Take off your jacket. Enema. I mean, yeah, Enema of the an Enema is more graphic than jacking it. Yeah. Even. Yeah. But she was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna listen." Uh, although uh, take off your pants and jacket did have uh, it's Christmas Eve and I only got two fucking presents. Christmas Eve and I only got two fucking presents. I remember that. Uh, and then there, uh, his grandpa's always shitting his pants in that song as well. It's My great. parents did not give a fuck what I listened to. Yeah. What I li- Most graphic like thing you listen to. You were the opposite of Tipper Lil, Gore. They were like, <laughs> yeah, I'm no Tipper Gore. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I was like, to the window, to the wall, to the sweat drop down my balls. And my parents were just like putting in earplugs at that point. Hey, she's listening to that music again. That's not what my dad (laughs) sounds like. Oh, I thought that was your mom. My bad. uh, Definitely not what Denise sounds like. Uh uh, I, I think uh, that was a that was a nice way to end the list. <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh, uh, I'm it didn't not get gonna... worse. Yeah, it didn't get worse for sure. It got better. I'm glad you two showed up. I feel like you two was the breath of fresh air for me. Where I was just like, not it's not even the best of you two, but I was just like, yes! yeah, even like a, I would even I a would argue that Vertigo fucking... is probably probably closer to the bottom than clo- to the top of you two, but it's still better than most Cold of this... by Crossfade. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Be so cold. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, top five. Yeah, let's do top five. Top five. My top five. Oh. We pick our top five. Okay. Um. Boy. Uh. <laughs> it's tough. I it's get tough it. for this week. I get it. <laughs> I think this might. I was gonna say. I was like the 1991 week was worse than this, but I actually after looking at it, I was like the 19. I think the 1991 week was even better than mm. this. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna say Papa Roach number five. <laughs> I don't mind the Papa Roach song. All right. Okay. Uh, number four, I will say Jimmy Eats World. Great. Jimmy Eat. Jimmy, Jimmy Eat World. World. No. <coughs> Jimmy Eat World. The whole world. Jimmy Eat World. And number three. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna do the killers for number three. Somebody yeah. told me. Okay. Uh, number two, I'm gonna say you two. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one is, uh, I'm gonna say My Chemical Romance. I'm not gonna put mm-hmm. American mm-hmm. Indian on there. I was listening to that song and it's not held up well. Yeah. Uses the F word, gay version. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I was like, whoa. It yeah. does. Yeah. You don't want to be in faggot America. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's meant yeah. to be ironic. I mean, it's meant no. to be ironic, but it's still like it's like ugh, like yeah. Again, people were like nineteen years. It definitely sounds weird. But people were getting pissed at Eminem for using that word in like three or four years earlier, and Green Day get. But I guess again, yeah. Eminem was using it non-ironically. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, this song does not. It's not aged at all. Like uh, Dire Straits, never a problem with that. <laughs> no, that still gets. It still gets. Still gets it, radio it, play. Sometimes Literally they sometimes uncensored. they sometimes they mute it, but most of the time really? they don't. Wait, what did I've they heard say? Uh, the little song? faggot with the earring and the makeup. You know, honey, that's his own Is way. They say fa- they say it a lot. No, no uh, money, money for, for nothing. nothing. I don't. That little faggot. Uh, how, how many times? How times are you gonna say faggot on the podcast? Uh, at, well, at least three when we talk about money for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to say f word gay version, but. F-word gay version. Uh, That's how I call it. Lyrics. I think I feel if you're like. not saying it as a slur, that that like... little F-word with gay version. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, luckily, this isn't a rap podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The amount of times we would have to say the N-word. <laughs> uh well, that's why we don't do rap podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's? Uh... Yeah, go for it. Okay. What you got? Top five, and I, you know. Basically, my feeling about this list is like, what the fuck were people thinking that week? Sure. Um, yeah, it's difficult. People did a lot of whippets that week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should have the Dirty White Hats be the guest And I think I'm going to have American Idiot be number five. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's catchy as hell, you know? Yeah. Uh, number four, 
being Jimmy Eat World, mm-hmm. Pain. Number three being Killers, Somebody Told Me. Yeah. No. Uh, number two being the My Chemical Romance, I'm Not Okay. I actually wow. like, hadn't listened to this song many times, but it's it's pretty good. And number one, YouTube Virgo, Kay. baby. Kay. Hola. Yeah. Uno, dos, tres, catorce. <laughs> and now I'm going to take a piss while <clears throat> Nick talks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just, uh, quickly just going through this. I'm going to go, um, I'm actually going to go Breaking Benjamin for number five. <laughs> that was the worst song of the list. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Breaking Benjamin. You were getting pumped. Yeah, I did get pumped. I feel like that's what it was. And then, uh, I'm going to go My Chemical Romance. Uh, I'm going Killers. I'm going Jimmy World. <laughs> And then you too. No Green Day? Yeah, I know. I feel like that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> the rest of the I list feel, is so strong. I feel weird not even making... <laughs> you were defending it earlier. I was thought you, yeah. that was going to be your number one. I know, uh, but you uh, too is the it, one just, that lasts. It very ages... That song just doesn't hold up. I wonder <laughs> if the whole the album holds up at all 15 years later. I'm not going to say it's problematic, but it is. it is a weird song kind of to 2019 years especially like like living through that time and like voting for president at that time was one thing but like and you know it being a hit album and playing it a lot at uh uh middle school dances was one thing but after that I don't i'm gonna know. go on record and say nick does not have toilet paper but oh yeah the uh the upstairs bathroom has it not this one it's child chum uh well uh, this has been it. <laughs> this has been it. Less uh, rock, more talk. Uh, coming up next episode, episode eight, Ooh. we go uh, alternate. Stay with the alternative rock charts. We go back earlier, November second, nineteen ninety six, the week of the nineteen ninety six presidential election. Uh, we might be joined by a, a most special guest for that show, Bill Clinton. Bob Dole. Oh. <laughs> still alive. And Wait, uh, no, st- he is not. Still promoting Pepsi. Yep. Bob Dole's still alive. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair. He was Sick. at George Bush's no, funeral. Good for him. He, he, yeah. Mm. Uh, and well. then following that, we got uh, main. We go back to the 80s, go back to mainstream rock. We're going to do November 11th, 1989, the week the Berlin Wall, wall fell. All right, excellent. Uh, I'd like to thank Michaela Tepler for joining us. I think this might have been our best episode yet. Yeah, it was I high think, up there. I felt yeah. I felt good. I think we should just do really terrible music yeah, every if week. If not musically, uh, it was definitely the, the best, best episode, episode conversation. Worst episode in terms of content, best episode in terms of conversation. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks, you. Michaela Tepler. <laughs> Check out the Portland Comedy Co-op. Uh, we'll still be, hopefully be doing shows by the time this podcast is released. Sure. Any other plugs? Yeah, butt plugs. Great. <laughs> That's good. Edit that. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> mm-hmm.